Arnold Schwarzenegger is one of the most iconic people in modern history. For kids growing up in the 80s and 90s, no one exemplified the raw power of masculinity and reaching for your dreams like the governator himself. And we love Arnie, the cigar-champing, one-liner-spitting killing machine from the world of bodybuilding to movies to politics and back to movies again. That's why we're exploring all the movies that made the man what he is today. In chronological order. From the beginning. I'm Mike Evan. I'm Stephen Lyons. And this is... I'll, I'll Be, be Back, back Catalog. I like this. You should do that. Now play the music. about something very important. I lied. <laughs> I'll be back. Welcome to the I'll Be Back catalog where we're talking all that is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, but we aren't going in alone. That'd no. be weird. Let's introduce ourselves first. Okay. We can never do this. Uh, Hi, I'm Mike Evan. I'm Stephen Lyons. And here we are <laughs> for another episode of I'll Be Back catalog. With our special guests, we have in the room a uh, stand-up comedian and comedy writer, Mr. Sam Smith. Hey, that's me. Hello. Hello, hey, guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, wow. wow. With a round of applause supplied by our other guest, the wonderful Daniel Stevens. I'm also a writer and a stand-up comedian and a YouTube star, so... That's true, I'm not a YouTube star. However, I just pointed out, um, Dan Stevens, otherwise known for playing the Beast and Beauty and the Beast, and Sam Smith for singing, we're doing, you're doing, getting high-class, um... These, people uh, only Google this episode, yeah, they're going to be very be excited. So we're here discussing, probably, uh, the first good movie... Oh no, Stephen Grew is pretty good. But this is the first solid movie. This is the first iconic okay, Arnold yeah. movie that we've gotten to uh, enjoy. But before we jump into talking about Pumping Iron, the uh, semi-documentary, is that how we would call it? <laughs> we'll call it that, yeah. The semi-scripted documentary. <laughs> I heard they use docudrama. Docudrama, <laughs> yes. Oh, that's to cover their bases. There we go. I'll do it, yeah. Uh, before wait, we... wait, before we do... Is it not an actual documentary? Oh, oh, oh. you hold your horses. Daniel, <laughs> Stephen, you are in for quite a ride today. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched this movie literally five or six <laughs> times, and I thought it was all legit. It, uh, it's not. Yeah. Um, but oh. we were, and here's the great thing is we're going to get into some of the specifics of that. And I'm also with you before um, I actually researched it for this viewing. I've watched it a bunch of times and always just thought that it was a documentary. Uh, and then I found out even 10 minutes before I left to come here, I was rereading some stuff and I was like, wait, but they could, oh, I'm, 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 I've been lied to. Uh, so yeah, we're going to, don't worry, we're going to get all the way into that. While Daniel uh, I am shocked. gets his head around that chaos, uh, Sam, what, what is your experience with Arnie? I have had a very limited experience with um, Mr. Schwarzenegger. I, um, I'm a big fan of <laughs> Kindergarten Cop and Twins. Yes. Um, I've still not seen Junior, although I really want to. Because I, I talk about it all it, the time. Uh, it hasn't aged well, but it is a delight. <laughs> it's one of those things that comes up in jokes all the time. You're yeah. like, men can't get pregnant. Oh, apart from Artie and Junior. So I haven't seen that yet. It's, um, it's not that hard to find. What has, what's, why has it taken this long? Just why would you desire? 
Yeah, I've, I've failed in life a little bit. That's, uh, that's one of the reasons. I mean, I guess it's low in your priority yeah. list. But... It's not. It's quite high well, up. I really want to see it. You... Um, so, so yes, I had. I only knew of Pumping Iron once again through jokes before for this. So I, um, so I knew like certain scenes from it that um, that I'd seen in other shows, and then uh, and then I watched the whole glory that is Pumping Iron um, um, for this podcast and. Uh, and Tell you what, I'm a fan. It's an undertaking. Yeah. It's okay. How about you, Daniel? I'm just a huge bodybuilding fan myself. <laughs> you are massive. You have big guns. But I don't know. I just, I just... <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, to take the compliment on I'm us. still <laughs> a little bit frazzled that learning this isn't wow. a straight documentary. <laughs> I, it's, I can't think of anything else. Daniel's reeling. I like that your eyebrows went up when you got that information and they still haven't come back down. <laughs> I don't know why. This is really throwing me. This is, I wrote notes and I don't know if they're going to be legible anymore. Oh, it'll all make sense because I had that experience too where it's like you were sold a documentary. It's the guys and it's perfectly presented as yeah. a documentary. Oh yeah, there's no like weirdly obtuse, obvious jokey bits. Yeah. They're all quite subtle, mm. which is which throws you. What? Daniel, what, what, so what's your favourite Arnie film besides oh, this? T2. Terminator. Terminator. Yeah. Easy. He's a hero. My dad was actually really smart. He was he's a big he's a big movie fan. So when I was like little getting into like action movies, he sat me down, watched made me watch Terminator the first one. And then he made me watch the second one, which is one hundred percent how you should do it. And there's a big turn from the first movie to the second movie. I'm sure you guys are gonna go into it when you get there. Yeah, spoiler alert. It blew my mind. <laughs> it was the first time a movie had an effect on me where like wow. I was like this I was, was little your, this was your fight club your like sixth sense this was I the was, moment where you're like whoa they can completely you can do that they, the movie changed on a dime and I was like oh shit what and it was that it was I don't know what this is I'm fascinated to find out what it is don't tell me because I was I won't tell you about it it's they're great, great movies. The more we talk about it, the less I feel like I know what the twist is. You know what it is. You know what it is. Okay. We can cut, join us, we'll say it, we'll tell you guys and we can cut it out. It's that he's in love with Sarah Connor. No, in the first one. Emotionally. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Yeah. In the first one, he's a bad guy. Yeah. And in the second one, he's a good guy. I love how tensively oh. we're treating okay. a movie that came out in 1991. <laughs> it was largely publicised on the oh. fact that he only signed yeah. up to do it because he wanted to be the good guy. Okay. Because so he came back and I was like, oh no. And then he was good and it blew my mind. No, it's great. It's oh, like okay. watching The Sixth Sense with no knowledge of what Sixth Sense yeah. is about. So, between the two of you, Dan, you said that your dad was a big action fan? Well, no, me and my brother, because I've got an older brother, when we started watching Broken Arrow, Face Off, he was like, I've got a movie for you. Oh, wow, so that was like, you were watching, because those are newer movies, and he's like, you got to go to the source. Exactly. we got to go. I was maybe 10. That's a great age for yeah. that level of violence. Yeah, it was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I, I, saw, I think I saw Terminator 2 when I was nine. And I used to play Terminator uh, on the playground where we would take turns <laughs> being the T-1000 and using our hands as hooks and chasing each other around. Did someone the do the music? No. Oh, that's my favourite part. <laughs> I'm just following this around going... Yeah, is, I'm that guy. I was like, I mean, they weren't my friends, but I was. They, I saw them playing. Is that music from Terminator? Yeah. We had that in a student film that I made. It was called Emo Geddon. It was when emos were really big, and the emos came back from the future to the guys that. Oh! 
<laughs> Did you accidentally made a I've very just realized, specific Terminator 2 parody? Yes. Yeah, and I'm genuinely just putting that together right here, right now. <laughs> so That's you amazing. You haven't seen Terminator 2. You made it. Yeah, so I wrote it with a bunch of other people as well. And I thought, like, wow, these guys are really clever and have kind of got onto this idea altogether. What? Well, it makes so much sense now. In fact, they even say Sarah Connor. <laughs> who was from Terminator, which I thought was just... Oh, it feels like, like you're slowly going to unlock... Actually, wait, I was just at the movies watching Terminator 2. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. But it was a school I... trip. So you've both seen the movie before. I'd seen bits of it before. Seen, like I knew, um, I knew certain quotes and. Um, well, let me get some <laughs> coming, coming, oh, really it's coming. coming. That's that's amazing. It's it's amazing, it's amazing. to remember from this movie. Yeah. What's really amazing about that too is uh, so I remember, uh, you know, that I'm coming. You know, that's ten minutes into this documentary. <laughs> yeah. That is so quick to yeah, get to it, that it, level. You're sort of on board, you're like, oh yeah, this is about bodybuilding and stuff. And then that happens and you're like, holy crap, this is a whole new level of amazingness. Mm. Arnold Schwarzenegger should not be talking about that. He was the governator. He's so casual and so passionate about it. And it also makes perfect sense. I don't disagree with anything that he's saying. He's going, this is is how it makes me feel. (laughs) It makes me feel great. And this is the best parallel I can draw to it. Okay, yeah, I, I guess. Do you not agree that the, the the act of coming feels good, and that for him disagree? You know what? Painful. <laughs> you see a doctor. You may not be doing it right. It's so much. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird it's, thing, right? He's talking about blood running back into your muscles. It's a pump. You get the pump, and you yeah. feel it. And, it's, yeah. and and you're like, that's not what that feels. No, like. it I, does though. I you know what? It is a hyperbole, but it does. Once your like arms are just like. Swole, and you've been pumping for a while, and you keep going. It feels crazy. It feels good. It's <laughs> see, it's not. It's definitely over the top, but it's there's something there where you're like, hell yeah, okay. love it. This there's you like do. a weird body mind. You know, what, like, I genuinely think there's like a division in the room of people who have worked out and people who like, haven't really I'm, bothered that much. I've literally, <laughs> never been to a gym. No, I've been once when I was in a sketch. I was in the background of a. Well, uh, I'll tell you this. The so, easiest way to do it is just grab some weights and start curling. Just the easy curl, heavy, heavy curl, and you could get there. I didn't think we like were going to get nearly this scientific pumps. <laughs> you could get there within 36 pumps if you've got heavy enough weights with the curl. Okay. I feel like you're describing edging. <laughs> it's, it's very close. <laughs> so I take it I'm the only one here that actually watches the... Mr. Universe every single year. <laughs> Is this true? Yeah, I watch it every single year. Tell, tell us more about that. I love it. I watch it every single year. I've got my favourites. Oh, wow. it's, a, it's a bit strange. In the movie, because Arnold Schwarzenegger won so many back-to-back competitions, yeah. now international judges love that. Mm. They always want someone to be as good as Arnold. So it's super corrupt. Once someone retires, they'll put the crown on a new person and they'll just win it for eight years in a row. Like at the moment, there's this guy called Phil Heath. He's won it like seven times. But yeah, there's been some great guys. Kai Green, he's my favorite at the moment. He was in the new series of Stranger Things. He was, yeah. He's brilliant. The, The weird dude who's hanging around with kids in a way that felt odd. That's everyone in that movie. No, he was, he was the <laughs> bouncer with 
eight? Was it eight the number? Yeah. With eight? He was the bouncer for eight. Eleven, the girl, do you mean? No, oh, in that awesome Her spin-off sister. episode where we were excited to see where that's oh, going. Yes. You know, the one that oh, felt yeah. like a, a bad episode of Heroes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it did. Yeah, he he's a great guy. He puts he'll sometimes go out and busk while like flexing and showing his muscles. He'll put like a white Jabberwocky's mask on and then like dance and just like in these tiny little undies and just flex in like the New York subway system. And he's incredible. But because they're busking and doing flexing and stuff. It's it's so good. <laughs> what do you want him to do? Just like bend and steal? I, I'd want him to, to play guitar better. and sing like a proper busker. <laughs> yeah, that's what talent is. It's not flexing your muscles that you've been uh, greedily building at a gym. Sam Smith's trying to sell his music again. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not the only one. <laughs> and saying that, I've also been to a couple of amateur local bodybuilding Fuck competitions yes. this is interesting and it is 100 because you know in the movie how like when they're posing everyone's screaming and clapping yeah it's 100 percent like that if you go to an amateur bodybuilding competition in new zealand especially in new zealand wow. because it's all friends like people yeah. unless you're like super up there people yeah. only do bodybuilding like maybe two competitions in their life they're like oh yeah i'll give it a go because it's so hard on your body you know if you're an amateur you're not doing yeah. it more than a couple of times it's how it's like it's like, way harder that like it's a very different experience, but it's like running a marathon, right? It's a massive undertaking that you know most of us will do you know once in our life, and and because we're desperately trying yourself. to claw back some chance <laughs> of youthfulness. Um, My but thing is, is that you is that only run if you're getting chased. <laughs> I'm that's getting chased thing. by fat at the moment. That's why I'm running. <laughs> I'm running from my demons. <laughs> so I, that's why I'd recommend everyone, if you do listen to this, go to an amateur. It's a really fun, quite an eye-opening experience. It's really fun. Google it up. Find one in your hometown. Go and watch it. <laughs> my question about bodybuilding, because mm-hmm. even in watching Pumping Eye, I was like, oh, they're all doing like these six moves. Are there more than six moves, six poses? Yeah, I, I was thinking that as well. Yeah. They, they seem because like if you do this one, this is arms up. You're just doing the strongman oh, pose. I'm just strong doing strongman generic strongman strong pose. That one's a standard one, mm-hmm. and then there's like the downwards one. With, this is I'm, most muscular. That one's called that one. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's come on, one. Daniel, you go through them. You, um, you know the names. Oh, what's this one when they when they're like? Oh yeah, well, it looks like you're trying to lift that your one. arm up, no, but you're pushing it down. Taking shot chokes one's death. That one there's actually your chest. Because you can't. I'll stand up. <laughs> I don't know if the listeners are going to. This is great for us. So what you do is you go like this, and then you go. All right. So for the listeners, uh, Stephen, Daniel, Daniel, this is Daniel, this. Stephen's enjoying it, and you're very good at it. I mean, I, just, I, I'm witnessing it. Because <laughs> you go and you go. <laughs> ah. ah. And what's okay. the one where they like go up? It's to show your legs, I'm sure. And this one is only for us because I'm not even by the mic. What they do is they, for their legs, they shake their legs and then they go, and to make it go really tight so that they so can Daniel see that there's like no a, fat. Like, like shaking, his, yeah. shaking his calf around a little bit. And then you just oh, go so tensing it up a bit. It's like he's put his left leg in, his left leg out. It shows. Put it back in, and now he's in the process of shaking it all down. It just shows there's no <laughs> wobble. But when oh, we thought there was going to be shaking, it just got really tight. Really tight. Just like his calf was a clenched fist of an angry man. <laughs> the back of it was shaped like a, like an upside down heart. Mm. I've got a good calf. Tell me about it. <laughs> I think you already know. <laughs> I 
Mike's up. Mike's going to read us the, the synopsis just to whet our appetite so that we can think about uh, what this movie uh, is summarized as. So if you aren't a fan, here's a quick uh, breakdown of what the movie's about. So this partially real and partially scripted film documents what many consider to be the golden age of bodybuilding that occurred in the 1970s. It depicts two major competitions, Mr. Universe, which is for amateur participants, and Mr. Olympia, which is for pros. In the former, Mike Katz and Ken Waller are profiled, while in the latter, the main contenders are Lou Ferrigno, Franco Colombo, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is hoping to take home a sixth win. And so if you haven't actually watched the movie, pause the podcast, go and watch the movie, and then come back so that it makes sense when we talk about it. Or just keep listening, that's fine as well. We're going to take a short break, um, which likely is going to be filled with the awful, awful, but beautifully suitable uh, theme music from Pumping Iron. Everybody wants to be respected, and everybody wants to be protected, everybody wants to be a hero, every man wants to be bigger than dad, it's very hard to Welcome back, that was... Uh... The pumping, pump, 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 pump it up for living life. That was some real jazzy 70s fun times. The music, that song is an amazing song, and all the music in this docudrama is weird. It is weird. It is a weird choice of. I also think the word that you're looking for is appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was all well suited, but definitely is like to go back and look at it, what, 25, 30 years later? It's not longer. If not longer, Closer, yeah. I'd like to pretend that I'm young. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, yeah it is. It's all beautifully dated. Like it's of the time. It it's is. Of the weird, time. like industrial music mixed with like yeah, jazz kind of like funk su- disco. Yeah, and just a such a variety for um for for this this piece of. I can't remember one. a single piece of music from. If this I try to sing the music that's underneath the the like, pumping your arms is like coming thing. It's kind of like. Cling, clang, clung, clung, clang, cling, cling. It sounds exactly that, like that. That's wait, every Bjork song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, uh, if you go back and listen to it right then, you'll be like, damn, that sounds, that does a damn good impression. Yeah. All of my attention was on the muscles. I, I, was, I was barely listening. <laughs> I, I will say this, like, straight off the bat, uh, this is the first time I've ever seen it, and I tracked it down in uh, 1080p. And it was amazing. Wow. Like, you could really see the film grain. Um, but it was also like, these guys are cut. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing is, like, a lot of it is just skin with veins. Yeah. That's like you're just seeing that and you assume it's a bicep and it pulls out a little bit and you're like, oh no, that was, that was something else. They should, but, like, it, I feel like VHS just ruined it for them when they were, like, smoothed out. Because you oh, need, yeah. like, all, all those, oh, just incredible. Mm. So many veins. So many veins. <laughs> so many veins. These guys were in pretty good shape. <laughs> is that with the term? Like, if they're so vain, they, it's because they've got heaps of veins? <laughs> You're so vain. <laughs> you probably think this song is about you. <laughs> um, it was better than the original version, which was, You're so vascular. <laughs> <laughs> So I uh, I really liked it because we had that wonderful. It started with a nice soft open. It started with the ballet shot, yeah, which yeah, I think yes. was a really good introduction mm. to be like, what is happening? Yeah. And I don't understand this sport. And for Daniel, first spoiler alert: fake. That was yeah. set up for, for the movie. Oh, I think that was oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. That that what. Actually, you know what? I thought Arnie and Franco 
were just being like, you know what, we need to get better. Yeah, I thought, oh yeah, we're going to this was a bit graceful. This was the first seed, this, I thought this was the next seed of like, we're taking it to another level. We're, yeah. we're incorporating a lot more into this. I've got to say that from that first scene, like my first reaction to it, and I hope this isn't heightest, but I was like, whoa, Frank's pretty short, isn't he? Yeah. Like the, the size difference between Frank How tall is Arnie? He's 6'2". He's huge. 6'2", that's not that huge. When you put that much muscle on it, though. Compared to me, oh, he's that's true. That's a solid, yeah. That's an inch See, shorter than Steven. It's like two inches taller than Are you taller me. than Arnold? I am taller than yeah. Arnold. He's only two inches taller than me, and I'm... And I, uh, does anyone know how big Arnold's... Uh, I feel like Arnold's biceps are probably about the same size as my waist. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So we just lost Daniel for a moment. Sorry, I was, I was like, there's no way he is 6'2". You guys are ridiculous. Yeah, he's 6'2". In my head, he would have been like 6'4". I'll, I'll be honest, the reason why I looked it up was because I was on uh, bodybuilding forums trying to find some background information for this movie. And I found a, a, a page that was all about debunking the, re the regular myth that Arnie is actually shorter than he says. Oh, really? Yeah. Today's the same height as Danny DeVito. For some weird reason, <laughs> within the bodybuilding community, there's like a, there's a weird thing where they try and take down the legend. And so yeah. he's shorter than he says. But wow. it, uh, if he's shorter than he says he is, that actually heightens his legend because it's harder for shorter men to succeed yep. in bodybuilding. Yeah. yeah. I've got a question about Arnold Schwarzenegger. It says that he won, and and so this one in Pumping Iron, he it's his sixth Mr. Olympiad. Yes. Did he win seven overall? Yes, he did. Yeah. We'll be back in a couple of weeks talking about the follow-up documentary, The Comeback. I had no idea that was a thing. It's very, it's very politically charged. Oh his seventh, gosh. his seventh victory is, it's very mm. controversial. It's wow. controversial because he'd stopped, and the only reason he came back was to build up uh, some hype around Conan. Which he filmed when he was thirty-five years old, the same age that Christopher Plummer was when he played Captain Von Trapp in The Sound of Music. Really? <laughs> yes. Wow. That's yeah. Well, I, I didn't think that information was going to come in, <laughs> yeah. in use. So if you want to know any more Sound of Music facts, I have got you down. I That's my favourite movie of all right time. Right now, Sam feels so pretty. <laughs> so I wanted to talk broadly about um, some of the, the fact that the docudrama part of this. Because mm. there's so much bullying in this. And it really <laughs> feels like the whole theme of the movie, of the drama part of it, is that bullies win. It really does. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. I got to the end no. of it and I was like, oh, absolutely. I got to the end of it and I was like, who freaking is going to win? And then, um... No, he does. And he then doesn't he come second. He came, when he came through it, I was like, oh, what's the point of this? It really feels like he was going to... That's the thing is the film does set him up as, as, a, yeah. as a powerful underdog. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, because he loses... The moral of the <laughs> movie is bad guys win. I thought the moral of the movie was mental warfare. Yeah. I, I loved it's it. Bullying. That's like you said, Stephen. It's bullying. <laughs> it's competition. <laughs> it's competition. It's he's a full out bully. It's, it's he's not bullying. It's I think not bullying. It's not bullying. It's not bullying. If you're playing rugby against someone and you say to we the other person, happen. "You're slow and fat, and I'm going to get around you real quick," that's not bullying. That's just using everything you have as an advantage. Do you know, like sure when you're at high school and you're stronger than someone <laughs> and you use everything that you have to make that person who's weaker than you, even if they're more smart <laughs> or smarter, uh, to make sure that they feel lesser than. That's yeah. You're just using oh, what yeah, you Oh yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Then you the social game. If yeah. everyone engages 
and has decided I'm going to participate in this competition, everything's fair. That's the thing. Is he wasn't breaking any rules. He was just getting. But the question is, are they competing as bodybuilders or as human beings? Because like (laughs) it feel it felt like they were competing as human beings in a bodybuilding competition. (laughs) Because Lou was there to compete as a muscly dude about being muscly. Whereas Arnie was like, hey, before you go on and be muscly, how about I mess with your head? Yeah, but Lou was very ignorant at any time because they started calling Arnie Shorty because he was a good few inches taller than him. And he didn't. He just was like, ah. That's not in Lou's nature. <laughs> but Michael, do you want to drop some truth bombs uh, here? So flag number two, uh, the relationship between Lou Ferrigno and his father was faked for the movie. Yeah, Lou Ferrigno actually did most of his training in, in California with Arnie. Yeah. Did he? Yep. I was heartbroken to hear that. Yeah. But it was his real father? Yeah. Was it his real father? It was his dad, yeah. But uh, Marty, he, right? he wasn't like his, his, his like training protege kind of relationship yeah. thing. And he didn't quit his job to, like, help his son train. No. What? (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) They've taken you for a ride, my boy. (laughs) Before learning this, like, Pumping Iron was, like, my second favourite documentary of all time. Behind what? What's your favourite? It's my favourite documentary of all time. You can find it on YouTube. There's this great documentary um, that shows how, like, Will Smith was behind Tupac's assassination. <laughs> it is fantastic. Watch it. Open your eyes. Oh, so this is, you've got a broader docudrama issue going on. <laughs> Open your eyes, sheeple. <laughs> okay, another, another sweetheart that I liked in the movie, since we're talking about like, mm-hmm. the characterization was, um, was like, Cats. Mike Cat. His Mike name is Katz. Mike Cat. They didn't refer to him as Cats in the movie. It's the most Katz. amazing name. Katz. His name is Mike Cats. <laughs> Mike like, Katz. I live at home. I assume with my cat. <laughs> I assume he had a longer name, longer last cats. name. Michael that Katz? They had to cut down because Look. of anti-Semitic reasons. Oh my yeah. quotes from the movie. What? Yes, please tell me he, you have the same one as me. He was. Can I guess what <laughs> his name is before you He he got bullied. So I don't know if this is real, but he said in the movie he got bullied so hard because they kept calling him "Hey Jew boy." Yeah. Oh, and then they so said, right? "You're no good because you're not a Catholic." <laughs> and it really affected him and that's why he got big but, but he actually that moment is he did uh, so he did rule of threes um, on that thing where he was like they used to bully me they would say and then he had something really trivial and then he was like oh you got rusty fenders on your bicycle oh and then they would say hey Jew boy I was like whoa yeah, yeah, this I escalated agree. like this is like like I connect with the first two but it's like oh man so of course he's gonna want to well, that was the thing is the anti-semitism was so throwaway that it felt real yeah <laughs> hey Jew boy Okay. Yeah, and he was massive. Yeah, like, this dude was. I was. I was sadder that he lost than Lou Ferrigno lost. I was. I was gutted when he lost. Yeah. Be- because and the, the thing that made me so sad is that when he did lose, he celebrated the other guy's victory. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh. Oh, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta congratulate him. I gotta get up there. Yeah. And ask for my T-shirt back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, spoiler alert. Saying that though, if the if those two Mike Katz and what was the Ken other Ken Waller, Kim Waller, if they were in it today, Katz would one hundred percent win a competition today. Because just how? Why'd you say that? Because the type. Back then, they liked people to be in proportion, mm. and they liked it wasn't just about being big; it was being aesthetically pleasing to the eye. Mm-hmm. Now it's just be big and monstrous. Because like, he had that V shape, right? He yeah, had like, that real yeah. like if you would put Arnold's when he was the best, 
against like Phil Heath now, they look like different creatures. Yeah. It's crazy. Mike Hatzer right now would murder the scene. He was so huge. That's the thing that I would say like about most of this movie, and probably just speaks to my own aesthetics, is that I, I, the way they look in the movie is better than they look today. Oh, 100%. Because they look like people. They look like big, muscular people. Whereas nowadays it's like, oh, you look like a steroid monstrosity. Why is that enjoyable for anyone? Because I want them to look like monstrosity. <laughs> Speaking to the size of things, Arnie had like quite a nice moment uh, early on where he uh, they were comparing bodybuilders to sculptors. Yeah, and he no, very sure and he very specifically called out sculptors for being lazy. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, sculptors are lazy because oh, they're they just, just on some clay. <laughs> yeah, we have to build the clay. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to it being some bits fake, the breakfast scene. Yeah, was that? That was obviously set up. Yeah. yeah was that before or after the competition? I don't know. That was that was during the competition because they were all together. No, yeah, I understand that, but like, what yeah. if you're because they were legitimately legitimately competing? Yeah. There's no way I would do this set scene like a day or two days before I'm about to compete against a guy. I mean, Lou probably would say yes. It must have been. <laughs> made He's no such a nice guy. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah, want to yeah, inconvenience sure. you. I'll come yeah, down do. and do it. Because they could easily do it. Like, it must have been the while they were still in South Africa because yeah. they yeah. had, they had uh, black servants in the background just standing there. That was uncomfortable. Yeah, oh my gosh, so awkward to watch that. It was that. like, ooh, apartheid. That's a thing yeah. that existed. So, yeah. So uncomfortable. So, still there for quite a while. <laughs> Well, do you remember that scene? It was like talking about another scene which was which was filmed afterwards. Is the um, the t-shirt scene? The t-shirt scene when they when they're conspiring on the field playing like football. All around. Oh, yeah, that was that was, that was filmed afterwards because Ken Waller used to just be a prankster. He was he was a regular <laughs> George Clooney of back then, so he used to do these kind of things, and so he already did it. And then they were like, "Oh, we need like a scene to set that up." So they filmed it afterwards. Oh no! So I didn't really? know that yeah. part of it. I knew that they filmed it afterwards, and I thought, oh, they set up that bullying to heighten the drama and the oh, thing. No. no, so he was a dick, Can but I... then they just needed him to pretend <laughs> yeah. to also be a dick. Yeah. Um, so for the people who joined us in our earlier episodes, we got to meet Ken Waller earlier. Did we? Right, because Maybe he well. is the person who um, Arnold or Joe Santos. Um, posed off against in uh, Stay Hungry. Oh, was that? Oh, yeah. Yes, there was. Oh, some, wow, you guys will go back and check it out. Yeah. And you'll be you'll be like, whoa, uh, a movie that ends with a whole bunch of bodybuilders running around uh, downtown. I've got to say, in the years between Stay Hungry and this, uh, he kind of all really like cost himself up. He, he looked great. Um, I do have one scene though. I do need to know because if it was fake or not, the scene where he's randomly posing in a prison. That was real, oh, wasn't it? That was real. That Good. is my favourite What was the goal behind Good. that? I, I love, that. love that so much. So just a bit of extra background for that is Arnie actually, um, in the mid-70s, actually pioneered with uh, correctional facilities to have weights and weight systems put into, ah. put into prisons to help uh, give prisoners something to do while they're in there. To make That's them more awesome. strong and violent. <laughs> Not violent. They're just. They're just <laughs> if you've got the strength, mate, you've got to use it for something. <laughs> you have to lift bigger, heavier things. Yeah, yeah but you understand you don't need to use that because you're getting your pump on. Okay, <laughs> once true. your pump's on, you're in the zone. If you can't just every day. Uh, this is a point in with your if you're getting if you're bulking up in prison so that you build up enough strength to bend the bar so you can just <laughs> walk out. 
That's the point of it, right? That's the point of it, yeah. And then once you start running, then you can just bust through the prison wall yeah, exactly. like the juggernaut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, was, yeah. It's pretty strange to watch a bunch of prisoners just stand around and applaud him. <laughs> and I thought quite... They loved it. They but did. what I would say is if that's true and that the um, amount of muscle building and workout stuff didn't exist back then, then it would be pretty amazing. To yeah. me, it was weird mm. because every... Every scene I've seen of jails has had plenty of people who are massive and strong. Yeah, and working out. And Arnie kind of pioneered that. Speaking about making money, because we had the Arnie doing the exerciser mm, photo yeah, shoot, yeah, yeah. which was great because it came right after his speech about like how America called to him. Yeah. It's like a, uh, my heart was here. Everything about me was here, and it cuts to him with beautiful with women, the blonde yeah. yeah, hanging off him. <laughs> but that was the thing is when he's like bending the bar and he's pretending that it was difficult to do. I'm like that's great gag. Great gag. He's a funny guy. Oh no, I'm struggling with it. I'm just kidding. This is very simple. I could do this with your spine. <laughs> uh, this was about so. This was about thirty minutes into the uh, docudrama, mm. and this was the this was the time that I realized I had just been looking at amazing men's bodies for like half an hour. Is, um, it, is, this, is this the scene where you remember, oh, I'm attracted to women? <laughs> I was just such a... It's so, I was like, can someone get rid of these chicks so that we can get back to looking at Arnie? Come on, this woman with their bikinis. All right, you see Arnie? He's completely topless. Yeah. He knows how to take care of business. I watched that whole scene and was like, oh yeah, this is the sort of grubbiness that, oh, that makes me feel uncomfortable. Yes. The grubbiness? Just the whole sort of have, making making yourself have a, a body that people like to look at makes me go okay okay you're a that's, that's for you that's not not my kind of thing okay that's fine sorry no one else okay cool sorry move on no no i think that that's really interesting though the idea that it's like um because is it about like the women wanting to be on there or is it about this person because I guess it's that idea of, because people, I think people work out for such different reasons. Yeah. And I'm definitely not in a position to speak, an educated position to speak on this because I only work out because I, if I don't, I get really sad. And <laughs> when I say I work out, I just mean I go for walks. Um, <laughs> but like that idea that like people work out for so many different reasons. Yeah. And I think that bodybuilders, I imagine like, um, there must be a lot of different reasons people get into bodybuilding mm. because we even had that within it we actually had a few like I think most of the people in this documentary that we talked to were people who were doing it because they were bullied yes mm. yeah weirdly yeah like we because we had you know like with my cats we everybody had, had, had a line he was a real skinny kid yeah yeah. And I was a skinny kid, but it never occurred to me that if I made muscles, then that would be good. I was yeah. like, well, what if I make people laugh, and then while they're laughing, yeah. I just run away or hide? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. That's, that's what all us comedy people right. get into it. And for, running's right? exhausting, so we're like, shit, yeah. if I just hide. I've got no other options. I need to be. <laughs> I need to break the tension for this moment. Mm. Mm. I feel like I've created tension at this moment with the, the science. This is just, this is just for me and Sam right now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I had a bodybuilder, my level at high school. He was like this full-on South African huge guy. Wow. Huge guy. He doesn't do it anymore. But, that was, yeah, I think he did it because well, he was like, when in primary that. school, he was bullied. Yeah. That's really strange. He was thick. Boy, boy. I guess so it's a bullying thing. You either go like, I'll call him in a bowl cup so I can find that person, or I'm going to become a comedian so I can just laugh it off. 
Did we bury read that? It. Just bury it. Oh, I, yeah. I, I was bullied to fuck. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm definitely on board with that. <laughs> you were bullied to fuck? Wow. That's, <laughs> oh, that's a different that's thing. That's you need to talk to the police. <laughs> so they cut to, they cut to <laughs> Lou and when they're talking to Lou and they have him hop, they, when he's talking and they have a photo of him uh, in the newspaper and it has bring me the head of um, Arnold yeah. Wow. Could that really be like, less no. on brand for Lou Ferrigno? <laughs> Don't step over the really bad Photoshop of him holding Arnold's head. <laughs> so forcing their like drama onto Lou's like I just want to be the strongest guy and I just want to win. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, I want you to rip him apart. <laughs> it didn't work for me. Um, they also had this was great because we hung out with Lou and he's like working out, working out, working out. Oh, work is so hard. And then they cut to Arnold and a bunch of muscly dudes on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. On the beach, nothing. Mm. <laughs> Imagine if you came across a bunch of nothing bodyguards <laughs> on the Slabs of men on the beach. <laughs> just these huge hulking arches, just like a massive like batwing lats, just just sitting there glistening so many in the sun. Me, so many people must have called in like whale shredding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, there are so many whale shredding. <laughs> oh no, wait, sorry, sorry. They were, they were just like men pushing <laughs> them back into the water. <laughs> they just pouring water over the water, just like covering them with wet blankets. Which they love because they're like posing with it dribbling down their muscles. Like, oh, this is great. This is nice. This is good. Was that the bit where the guy comes up and goes, oh, I'm going to go train with Louis A. Anything you want to say? Oh yeah, yeah. That was like, yeah, just just tell him uh, have a nice time. Say hi to his dad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it didn't go. But do you want do you want some more drama? Do you want to do something? No, no, just be nice. Just, just be nice. <laughs> uh, no, uh, maybe give him this mixtape that I made for him. <laughs> uh, it's got some good workout beats in there. I got one of those uh, best friends for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want you to give him half. It has two halves of a dumbbell. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are waiting. He'll get it. He'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> this middle section was a whole bunch of workouts. Something I didn't know about Arnie is that he was like a full-out millionaire, like in his twenties, from like importing, um, like selling gym equipment and like being a bricklayer for a bit. He did. He did bricklaying for a bit. His main, his main source of like big income was he got into property investments. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. He really? bought. He bought a bunch of Malibu before it was developed and, and sold it on and made shit tons of money. Yeah, yeah. He was a millionaire by the age of thirty. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, so before he got into movies, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm rich, I'm going to get into movies. <laughs> Interestingly, though, all of that free enterprise stuff is what defined him as being Republican. Yeah. Because he needed to have, like, you know, small governments, lots of, like, do-it-yourself kind of things. Yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah, that's, that's, why, that's why he's, like, right-wing in a lot of his, like, fiscal views, yeah. and then he's left-wing in a lot of his, like, social views, because he, within the uh, Hollywood scene, um, he spent a lot of time around actors and... and, and and gay people and like a lot of left-leaning things and that's why he's such a weird centrist yeah in his political views yeah he's that's, literally that's a very good point he's literally a self-made man yeah he's living the american dream not yeah. like those lazy lazy sculptors <laughs> <laughs> they're making other people hey try making yourself yeah. <laughs> come on sculptors you're just hanging out just from around um so unless we want to talk about how strange it was that they staged a shower scene then i think we can move straight on <laughs> Yeah, I, th I think that's too much for us to deal with in an appropriate manner. <laughs> so then we jump to Franco's story. Mm. Amazing. Could this be... Tiny little Franco. A tiny little Franco who's he is giant. adorable. He, but how <laughs> small town Italy was that? Like, they cut and you were like, whoa, this is Italy. Yeah. I, I was like, 
they have suddenly spent a bunch of money to travel over to Italy. The production on this is, uh, is, is much bigger than I think it was. And then he lifts the car, lifts and you're like, car, yeah. oh, this <laughs> is small town. Which, which he did enough, he did that often enough that he knew that he should take a towel out with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, whenever someone asks me to lift their car out of a parking spot, I'm like, oh, sure. <laughs> and then I just do it in a more dirty way. Does every small town in Italy have a strong guy to do that? Is that, a, is that an Italian thing that people do? Was um was the holding the car up staged? I don't think so. I mean, it seems slightly unnecessary. Yeah, but it seemed like oh, that car needs to be moved. You can do that for Penny Franco. I, I felt like it was in the moment. A, a lot of cars though have um like their wheels turned. And you can, you can get out you of the car. You can kind of shuffle your way out. Yeah, like a rip, 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 yeah. rip, rip. At what level of inconvenience does it become a bodybuilder situation? Yeah. <laughs> so we cut we cut from Franco into Arnie uh, talking about Franco in uh, what uh, the, the director, most condescending manner. The most condescending <laughs> manner. He's a sweet little guy. He just seems like the nicest dude. Yeah. He did, and he also, um, uh, if we want a happy ending to the story, he did go on to win um, the. Mr. Universe the next year. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. great. Yeah. Because Arnold wasn't there. So, yeah, so everyone bumped up a place. Did, did Lou do it again? No. He, went, he was too busy being the Hulk. That's true. Was he the Hulk straight away then? No, no, so. surely not. Although, was, I will say later, this, right? he posed his final, when he was uh, at the competition, he was in purple Speedos, and I was oh. like, go on brand. That's I did great. not notice that. That's amazing. I didn't notice that. Why didn't the Hulk's shorts ever rip? Stretchy pants. Because they made of pen particles. Is that a legit answer? That's that's one reason. Oh. Yeah. But you they know, used to just get like shredded up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just so it looks cool. Did you say pen particles? Pen particles. P I M. P P Y M. P Y M. Hank Pym. Is that true? <laughs> Who's Hank Pym? Hank Pym was the original giant man and ant man. Before he even got into the purple speedos, he was off having his photo taken with a cheetah for some reason. That was good. I didn't realize like when that scene starts up, maybe because my vision's not so great, when it um I was like, oh Arnie's with a with a cheetah, and then it turned about to be him, and I was like, when did that switch happen? It was like a magic Yeah, they just went popped him in there. The thing is he could be like mini Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Is that offensive? Yeah, because he's bigger than Arnold. <laughs> he just wasn't as balanced. This was also... Uh, so if you're listening to this, Lou, we're really sorry that we... That I, I love Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. Nice. I think he's pretty balanced. I think he's doing okay. <laughs> I right. love Lou Ferrigno. I love him. <laughs> like, sexually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No question about it. No question about it. So we also had... Uh, I don't know if you guys have any opinions. Hopefully you do. Arnold talking about pranking Mr. Munich. Oh my god, um, that was so much fun. So, With the so screaming like, yeah, prank? Yeah, yeah. Um, Here's my question to you. Uh, if you if your prank involves you wasting over two hours two, of your time, two hours. does it become less a prank no. and more performance art? Think of the payoff. Oh. Oh, what, are you saying that's like Shia LaBeouf? Yes, <laughs> I think that that's not Brandish a prank anymore. It's that's like an experience. Yeah. Can you explain the prank again? So it's the one where they got, um, where he was, it was at Mr. Munich, someone saying, came up to him and said, hey, Arnie, can you teach me some, some, some things? So that <laughs> yes. And he's like, you've got to scream. Yeah. And when you go, and when you, you know, if you pose up high, you've got to go high. And if you go low, you go down low, like, ah, ooh. 
So, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's like the like Bugs Bunny cartoon where, where, where Bugs Bunny has the hand going up and down for the opera singer. <laughs> yeah, but for screaming within a, 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 a you know bodybuilding situation. It's, uh, I love it. Did you guys not like that prank? Very, very quickly. Real. Totally real. Is it? Yeah, right. this isn't a fake thing. This is a thing that Arnie did. Oh, right. So do you know so what, what happened? Such a good prank. As part of that story is that Mr. Munich went into a competition and screamed. Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> Unless you just told a story about how rare it is for people to get into these competitions. So this poor guy is like, this could have been his next step in his career. He has to wait a whole year because Arnold Schwarzenegger spent an hey. afternoon tricking him. Hey, hey, Arnold established the guy was a dick. Yeah, that was, that was well established. And not good. Was it? it was not good. His posing was bad. It, 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 it seemed like it wasn't established that he was a dick. It seemed like it was established that Arnold thought he was a dick. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Right. Yeah, according to Arnold, this guy was. Arnold a dick. was like, his body's not good. He can't do any poses. He's Mr. Munich, so he's doing okay at something. <laughs> wasn't it at Mr. Munich? It wasn't Mr. Munich himself, right? No, oh, I thought it was him trying to go to the next level. I yeah. presumed. Oh, okay. No, I think it was Mr. Munich while at another competition. Oh, yeah, right, okay. It, okay. I thought it was a great... If I'm doing that to my mate, <laughs> I would love it. If you're ruining someone's career... <laughs> as a goof! As a goof! <laughs> if he's good enough, he'll get there again. Yeah. This, this, he'll get there again. He'll, if he's good enough, he'll get there again. <laughs> yeah, no, just take a year. Just take a year off his life. I very much have the whiplash mentality. <laughs> yeah. If you're good enough, you'll make it. Oh, yeah. This is there. Uh, everyone knows first day at work, when you start a new job, it's important. Like, people don't want to see weakness. So don't use the bathroom. Right? <laughs> just go in the office. And shit on your boss's desk. <laughs> it's, it's a power play. That's what everyone's doing now. Poop on the desk. Yeah. I guess one scene that we haven't touched upon, and it's it's about Arnie randomly heightening things. How did we feel about the uh, Arnie saying that he didn't go to his dad's funeral? Oh, that broke my heart. Well, See, yeah, this is also going to break yeah. your heart. What? Fake, fake. I'm, I um, that's one of the things I knew before the um, yeah. before I watched. Thank God. And so when they came up and yeah. said that, I was like, <laughs> "You liar." That's the thing, is it? But it's, a, it's not a fun lie. It's, yeah. it's a, like his dad still died. That's still very sad. Yeah. yeah. But he died like three months after a competition. So it's fine. So he did go to the funeral? And he also yeah. spoke to him like right before. Yeah. I was, I, my shocking thing, I wasn't that, because I've met some athletes that like just put everything on pause when mm-hmm. they're doing stuff. I was shocked how rude he was to his mother. Like, yeah, yeah. Mum, I'm working out. Leave me alone. Of course, I can't come back for the funeral. Do you know what I do? I'm a professional bodybuilder. Leave me alone. These mom. muscles aren't gonna grow themselves, Mum. Well, especially because it was like he. It was that weird thing if he was super rude to his mum, but he also was like, it, it, if as a fictional story, why did he choose two months before? Yes. A, go for a ten days. Yeah. Ten days, I think, is prime time. I think the reason for that um, is that. Because that's, that's not his story. He stole that story from someone else who it's a true story of. So someone else oh. um, yeah, didn't go to their own father's funeral because of a Well, that's still three weeks. Yeah. Three, well, weeks. three weeks. Three weeks yeah. is good. Yeah. Two months. Two. Don't you see? Because my father, he passed away. And I was like, Mom, I can't come back. You know, I have a competition in two and a half years. <laughs> I need to get into shame. Do you have any idea it would take me... 
10 hours to fly over there. My doubts are in a really bad place right now. <laughs> they are not even. <laughs> Can't be stuck on a plane, eating nuts like an idiot. <laughs> do we have any thoughts on the competition? Anything that you guys jumped out at? I do want to say that breakfast scene is genius. If someone does that, like, in a competition, like, Arnold 100% completely got in Lou's head. Yeah. Deserves to win based on that alone. Based on that alone. Talking to his dad, hey, you just gotta, sh- you gotta calm him down. He looks too stressed. Yeah. Oh, get straight into it. Like, oh, you'd be unbeatable in two weeks. You just got your timing off. <laughs> oh, that's savage. I love it. <laughs> that made me hate him. Really? He's <laughs> so mean. Yeah. I was like, he straight understands. Yeah. He understands winning. He understands there's more to game than like just your muscles. It's all in your mind. Mm. I love it. I'm on board. But also on your muscles. <laughs> it's all in your mind, but also in your muscles. Yeah. So I have a question about bodybuilding uh, that Daniel Stevens might have the answer to. Mm-hmm. There's six compulsory poses. Yep. Do you? Can you name oh. them? No. Oh. Fair enough. Can you name any of them? Uh, most muscular. That's the one where you like, your front. Yep. Least muscular. Right. That's the opposite that of that. That's, that's, that's me in the audience. <laughs> that one's for your traps. Yeah, most that, muscular traps. So that's, that's like the Hulk pose where even skinny guys pose. can feel like they yep. have trapezes. Yeah. Uh, that's better. If you if you said them, I guess I'd be like, oh yeah. Uh, pointing at the stars. <laughs> Which, if yeah. you're small, you've got to really open yourself yeah. out. You've got to, yeah. If you're small, you've got to really open yourself out. Not There's down also, here. Uh, oh yeah, he did that at the top. Yeah. Yeah, when the little guys, you've got to open up. Mm. Show them what you're working you've with. You've got to be a straight line. Um, so the next one is uh, stopping a thumbs up. That's where you, you try to do a thumbs up, but you stop yourself like, from no. doing it. And it was like, whoa, he can yeah. really stop that He's like, up. oh, he's not letting himself do a thumbs up. Um, oh, and then there's the not hitchhiking. That's where you put like just one arm straight down. You know, that's for, that's for this one, right? For the back of the arm. To be quite honest, all my life I've been doing not hitchhiking. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Never gone hitchhiking. Even though I have hitchhiker's thumbs. There you go. I'm really wasting an opportunity. Use it or lose it. Do you both have hitchhikers? Thumbs? I have very much hitchhiker thumbs. Yeah. Just, just for the uh, for the listener, they're actually holding up the thumbs of hitchhikers, which they've we're killed. Hold, we're, and, we're, and, we're holding them to the microphone though, so that you can hear it. What's yeah. interesting is that like only one, like Daniel has them on a necklace. Whereas uh, Sam has a much nicer, just in a Ziploc bag, which I think is it's a much better way of keeping those thumbs. Thank you. Yeah. So you shouldn't hitchhike. You, you get killed. <laughs> they cut off your wait, thumbs. Wait, no, like, like, yeah, no one's bag. saying they killed anyone, all right? We're just saying they collected their thumbs. Do we, do we, do we nail all the six poses? When, has anyone, maybe you know this, Dan, has anyone like showed up at a competition and then like, like boom done jazz hands or something that everyone has just been like whoa we've never seen that pose before this guy can win well so there's two bits you have an artistic bit where you can do what you want and then there are set poses you have to do so right. people can judge you against each other yeah because the pose down right that's when you yeah. get to do whatever you want the freestyle you can just freestyle as many poses as you want, oh, whatever. And, and that's where, Sam, I think that you might have some great pose ideas I that would, you could get out there. I, uh, I would clean that part of the competition up, but get straight zeros for all the other parts. <laughs> Oh, I'd be out there. I'd be doing Jesus on the cross. Oh, yeah. I'd be doing all of YMCA. Yeah. I, mean, I want to encourage this bit more, but it feels very visual. It's a very visual. <laughs> the trick is you have to really try and describe it as best you can. Yeah, that's what I was really pleased when he pulled Jesus on the cross. <laughs> yeah. Everyone can get that. Yeah. Yeah. The and this one, 
It's really good. I didn't do any yeah, moves. Yeah. That, that was one for the room. Nothing. Um, so I want to. This is an opinion piece that I want to throw out there to the to the panel. Uh, do you? I I felt like watching this that possibly one element that worked heavily against Lou was his hair. His hair. I felt like his haircut did not help his muscles. He did have quite big hair. It was kind of like a fluffy. Yeah. Fluff. What did we think of Lou's hair? It was weird. It reminded me of Charles in Charge. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's exactly what the hair is. If if people don't know that, Scott's. I'm a big fan of curly hair, eh? But if Charles was really in charge, (laughs) there was the maximum amount of Charles being in charge with that. (laughs) If anything, if it's Bob Lovelaw, Charles in charge, I'm keen. If it's uh, supporting Trump, Charles in charge, not keen. Not keen. (laughs) If anything, I could think he could have gone bigger, just a little bit bigger afro. (laughs) So he'd gone straight spikes. Uh, Maybe. Like all over straight spikes. Uh, so when he actually, the, one of the music parts that we didn't get to enjoy that we mentioned earlier is actually when Lou lost the, and it was his um, birthday and he lost, they played <laughs> this beautiful, sad, like Mexican, like music that was, it was so heartbreaking, but so suitable. I'm struggling to picture it, but it sounds, it sounds really appropriate. <laughs> and then Ernie gets high and then they... Sing happy birthday to him. Arnie is living it up with fried chicken, chardonnay, and just and and weed. He is doing terrific. Uh, and I think Lou did very well when Arnie was like, "Now you have to do a speech." Because uh, Lou, <laughs> he's just like, uh, "No, I just want to eat my cake." Yeah, I've got I got nothing to say. I just want to eat my cake. Yeah. He's like, "We're not doing this. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not indulging in this bit, Arnold. You're taking up a whole couch. Clearly, other people want to sit on that couch." What did his shirt say? Arnold is numero uno. <laughs> and his what own, a dick move. At his own party, Lou was standing in the corner while Arnold was like. Stretched out on a couch in the middle of the room. It made no sense. Now, I Dan, loved now it. Dan. With Arnold as number one on Lou's <laughs> birthday. So this, is where, this is where they're competing as humans, not as bodybuilders. The competition is over yeah. and Lou's still getting bullied. Yeah. Arnold's just in there with like a trophy in one hand, his sister in the other. <laughs> oh, God, because then when they were leaving on the bus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, They're gonna invite me around to your house. I thought that was a really lovely your sister. I yeah. thought that was really good. No, because it just showed. Oh yeah, we're mates. We're, it's just doesn't think Dan, it's trash you, talking. You are a monster, Tra- dude. It's it just trash talking on the court. One drop. <laughs> yeah, we're boys, but on the court. I like the way oh. they were sitting in the back of the bus like they were cool kids, no. Like between his yeah. mother. I don't think they have father. a choice when they're that size. <laughs> but why? Yeah, but but they still that. sat next to each other <laughs> in the back of the bus. Just spread out. Why don't you get one like one side? Why don't you get the other side? It seems. Oh, they were framing it for camera. I just realised that. Uh, <laughs> and course. on that docudrama note, uh, we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be back to talk a little bit more um, about. We've got some bits and bits and bits. We'll be back in a second. Fun times. And we're back. Because it's I'll be back. That's very good. That's why we're doing Very good. Trademark pen pending. (laughs) And hustle the trivia, baby. Hustle the trivia, baby. Yeah. 
That's right. Uh, we, we're coming back at you with some of the freshest trivia. So uh, we've covered some of the little little known facts about uh, pumping iron, um, some of the bigger known facts, uh, such as the fact that it's a docudrama. So sorry, Daniel. It hurts. <laughs> uh, but we, we do actually have some other uh, trivia that we're going to throw at our wonderful guests for us now. Um, the making of this, where they actually filmed 100 hours of footage. Um, it eventually got edited down to uh, 85 minutes which is the runtime of the thing. However, on the 25th anniversary, the DVD, they released a bunch of extra, extra stuff. Ah. Some good stuff. Mm. So there is more out Did there. Did they release any extra B-roll? Like just people pumping iron? Just like shots of glasses of water and stuff and like a, the sun setting and... I feel like most actually... of it would just be like um, uh, cropped gym settings where you yeah. can't see people's faces. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like 60 hours of it is probably just a biter. Just kind of <laughs> just with a vein throbbing. Just one guy. Getting his pump on. Every so often be like, oh yeah, it feels great. Yeah, just one camera guy. We'll need this. We'll definitely need this. <laughs> a second bit of trivia, a little golden nugget. To put some Hollywood into the film, uh, the actor Bud Cort. He's not on Night Court, is he? I think no, he's no, a... Sorry, the, the, the reason why, they have, um, they have mock trial with Jay Reinhold. And then they have Bud Court is now in session. Can they do this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a fun joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's from Arrested Development, the greatest TV show of all time. So, yeah, yeah it's a fun joke. Yeah, it oh, should yeah. be. <laughs> but, um, but you may know him as, as Harold from Harold and Maud. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so in, the, in the movie, they had him like trying to bulk up for a role. And Arnold Schwarzenegger was meant to be training him. But they never released a frostage until the... Uh, the, this Bud Court, he's a tiny little he's man. He's a tiny, skinny little dude, and so they thought it'd be fun to have him training Ronald Schwarzenegger. Wow! They filmed it, didn't release it. Sounds like a good time. Crazy. Yeah. Is that in the DVD extras? It's in uh, Raw Iron: The Making of Pumping Iron, which came out in two thousand and two. So uh, for what? everyone who uh, has an iron deficiency, <laughs> <laughs> you can go and watch more iron at. Uh, <laughs> If you're on a raw diet, you eat lots of leafy um, vegetables, which has lots of iron in, so yeah. it's actually quite good to be around. Oh, that turned that into education. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Ed Corney, who was um, in one of the bodybuilders, they said that he was a nightclub owner. However, what actually was happening was he was a nightclub bouncer. They, basically, they didn't want the bodybuilding world to be filled with like bouncers. They wanted to legitimize it a little bit mm. more, so they said he was a nightclub oh. owner. So they lied. I mean, at the same point, they lied about <laughs> it. docudrama. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't lie. They lied. They drama. They drama. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a lot of stigma around, like, bouncing. Bouncers. So I get it. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you're uh, working out to, like, perfect your body and then you're like, but it also like, lands in with a bunch of, like, jobs that you would do because you have the skills for that as mm. part of the thing that you love. Yeah. Mm. You love being massive, and that happens to help with if you're a bouncer. I um, I get intimidated by people that are big and strong, like bouncers. I don't drink, so whenever I go to a bar, I feel like I'm a fake and a phony. And the um, and so so the way I get around that is whenever you see a bouncer, I imagine them bouncing on a trampoline, and that makes me feel more comfortable. Mm. And so then I can actually talk to them. There's a little life hack for you there. Yeah, you nice. can do that. So if you want to be like me, which most people do, then uh, they do that. Shoes on or shoes off. Going into a bar, shoes on. What are you talking about? No, on the about? trampoline. Oh, always shoes off. 
You respect trampolines and you respect. Well, it's your imagination, though. So you might. I don't know whether you wanted to, because I want to know. Like, in my imagination, I wear stilts on trampolines. (laughs) With the bouncer? (laughs) Well, he's guarding the edge of it to make sure no one else comes on at the same time. Is that that so you feel like, even though he's bigger, you're taller? Exactly right. It's all about that. (laughs) Always have to have the correct footwear for trampolines. Exactly right. What are the rules with uh, those toe shoes? Toe shoes are not shoes. They are modified socks, and they are the devil. So I'm, anyone... al- so I'm allowed to wear them on a trampoline? Of course you are. You would, no, you shouldn't be wearing them at all. But uh, if I'm on a trampoline and I have them... You should be dead. Which I don't have access to a trampoline <laughs> or... Bedrooms? Give them a go. I actually have um, webbed toes. That's why I'm... Oh, oh, here we go. That's why I'm anti-toe um, shoes. That's why you're so against it. Exactly right. What about flip-flops? I don't oh. really wear them either. Roman sandals? Uh, not since high school. This See, became a weird... I would thing. say Roman sandals are the perfect footwear for trampolining. You're talking high Roman sandals what? or like the low Roman sandals? Low Roman sandals. Perfect. There's a little bit of danger in it. As you're jumping, the air gets to the top of the feet. Beautiful. But what if there's something like a prickle on the mat of the trampoline? You're safe. But then if what you, kind if, of monster is but, putting prickles on trampolines? But then there's a little bit of danger because there's a buckle, so it might create a hole in the trampoline. Oh, yeah. You could it. do the modern Roman sandals that are just like Velcro. Nah. My, my favourite is, the, you know, those Japanese ones with the two wooden blocks that ninjas wear? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those, those on, on trampoline. trampoline. Yeah, right? <laughs> that, That's like the compromise yeah, between, <laughs> between <good>. stilts. <laughs> You're going to get some height. <laughs> this, is, this is great. We've, we've nailed that. In, a, in some ways, it feels like we got a little bit distracted from the bodybuilding aspect of this. But in other ways, here's some more trivia. <laughs> so this is really interesting about the impact of the movie. So there might have been around 25,000 people in America uh, lifting weights at the time of the movie. Mm-hmm. After the movie, uh, when the AC Nielsen poll showed that 34 million people were lifting weights in America. 25,000 to 34 million. million. That makes so much sense. That movie wow. was so good. It, I went out and had a pump after watching the movie. That makes sense. Wow, that's crazy. Did you isn't work that, out that impressive? after the movie? Um, no, literally never. Mike, did you work out after the I movie? I thought about it, I'll be honest. <laughs> Stephen, I know did. I, I watched this movie at about 12 o'clock at night and I drank a whole bottle of wine. <laughs> uh, so after this movie... I, uh, at the very best, I think that I worked out that it was a bad idea to text my ex. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was my workout. I watched but you the... did it. <laughs> but you know what I did? I watched the movie at 11 o'clock in the morning, and then afterwards I had a nap. So maybe the exact opposite of working out. <laughs> I'm, I'm really enjoying the idea of, of Sam sitting watching the movie, and then at the end of it going, oh, I was tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's something that Marty um, uh, uh, Lou Ferrigno's dad does during the show. He's working out doing oh, this yeah, amazing yeah. thing. Marty, Marty, Arnold, Arnold. And then, then he goes, boy, um, Marty goes, boy, what a workout. <laughs> Wipes his brow with a towel. He's oh, got I definitely off. was present for that. He's just holding one dumbbell. <laughs> Lou's been doing oh, massive. The, the exertion of that is like transitive. Yeah. <laughs> and then as his dad puts the dumbbell down, you know, Lou just looks down at his half of a dumbbell necklace that he got from Arnold. <laughs> I'll be back in California soon. <laughs> All right, we're moving on to our next segment. Sweet. Uh, this is uh, I'm Back. I'm back, baby. It's the sequel. Hollywood is calling. The movie is a hit. 
uh, even if it wasn't, which it was, uh, we want you guys to pitch here and now, right now, uh, a follow-up to Pumping Iron. Now, as we, we love Arnie and we love Lou, uh, we wanted to divide and conquer, all right? So yeah. what we've done is, uh, Sam, you will be pitching uh, what you think uh, the follow-up documentary for Arnold is going to be. And Daniel, you'll be telling us what you wish was next for Lou. So it doesn't have to be what actually happened in their life. It doesn't need to be factual, but whatever you've got. So, Sam, do you want to start us off? Okay, so I was thinking the whole pumping iron set around like the 75 Mr. Olympia competition. I was thinking the 76 Mr. <laughs> <laughs> no no that's not my one that's not my one <laughs> what I was really interested in is um, is, is what like Arnie's been through so many different things now like he's, he's, been, he's been a governor of California he's done so much other stuff movies uh, amazing movies and things and terrible movies and um, so I thought it would be great if we saw Arnie today's Arnie going back in time to also enter the 75 Mr. Oh, Olympia. Wow. And they could call it, I'll be back to the future. <laughs> and which I'm taking off this podcast name as well. <laughs> and he would enter the competition against his younger self. And you'd see how he'd changed throughout the years and how maybe he's got, maybe he's got a bit flabbier. I don't know. He could be completely cut underneath those suits. What I that love it. about this as a, as a concept is that it really would be satisfying to watch Arnold of today use all of his knowledge and mind games exactly right. to mess up Arnold his of the younger 70s. self. And the thing is, if that happened, as the sh- as the episode went on, messing himself up as a younger person would eventually oh, mean that uh, he would get messed up further. Wow. And, then, and then we can have that really uncomfortable scene where Arnie's mother in the past hit on Arnie of the future because they're the same age. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> well, I did not think about that, but that is now my favourite thing that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. And I so just gross. thought that would be fantastic to see. Yeah, losing, using your wiseness to take down your... Maybe this is part of the, the, the thing I have against... Not against bodybuilding, but against myself doing bodybuilding. I think the... Um, I've always thought of, like, if you better yourself, you better your mind. You, mm. you know, for me, it's not a physical thing. It's, a, it's, a, it's, your, it's your brain thing and your skills. And, um, and so using your modern-day skills to take down your former self. It's also the plot of Emogeddon... The, <laughs> the, the student film that I realize is a takeoff of Terminator 2. Uh, which uh, apparently Sam is now promoting. <laughs> yeah, available on Vimeo, I think, might be Possibly. there. Possibly. <laughs> Look up Emo Giddon. Their... What a great name, Emo Giddon. Emo Giddon. It's I still play... very accessible on their MySpace page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, in that movie, I play a character called. I can't even remember, but I'm playing someone's mum. <laughs> <laughs> I have a beard. <laughs> that was good. Anyway, so yeah, so my movie, um, yeah, Arnie from the Future, taking down Arnie from the past in bodybuilding. It kind of combines all parts of his life, and I think it'll be a fantastic watch. So I have one serious question before we move on about this. Is yep. uh, where does it land? Uh, documentary or docudrama? Well, that's the thing. It's a docudrama. <laughs> Because we would have, it would all be shot legit. We'd mm-hmm. see the scenes in the future and back in time, and we'd go with him in his time machine, um, which would be a DeLorean. And um, but then we'd heighten it by like 
making get, someone's no, shirt. No, everyone in the in the movie has knives. No, there's, there's, there's <laughs> everyone that, is armed with a knife. There's a scene that where they go to a concert and he's like, "Oh, you guys are gonna love this," and he starts playing like a song, and then <laughs> this guy comes out and he goes, "Oh." Hey, hey, Led, Led Zeppelin, <laughs> you know that, that sound you were looking for? And he, he discovers like hard rock and metal. That's, that's what it is. Except, well, if he's coming back from today, he has to do like, um, like Taylor Swift songs. <laughs> well, based on our knowledge of, uh, from uh, last week when we talked about Stay Hungry, is my assumption would be he'd be playing the fiddle. Because Arnie plays the fiddle in that movie. Oh my god! So my assumption is that he that. goes back and then he's at a classical music concert <laughs> and then he pulls out the fiddle and he's oh doing goodness, like... Wait. And he's like, I, I will play a composer. I'll be back. <laughs> uh, well done. There we go. Well done. That's, That's a great song. Thank you very much. Okay, so how about you? Okay, so my sequel, I got Lou Ferrigno. As we know, Lou Ferrigno went on to play the Incredible Hulk mm. in the TV show. So my... Full documentary, that's it. Full documentary, it's a buddy comedy following <laughs> Lou and his dad, whose name is Maddie. It's Marty, isn't it? It's Maddie. Oh, I thought it was Marty because my dad's Martin, right? No, I it's, was like, it's Marty McFly. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm thinking. My dad's yeah. Marty McFly, yeah. So it's a buddy comedy yeah. following Lou and his dad as they road trip from New York to LA for Lou's. Hulk audition. Wow. Oh, that is my... And I've got some scenes. There would be some great wow. car scenes awesome. where a car would get stuck in traffic, like the movie, <laughs> and Lou's got to get out, lift all of the cars out of the way from right. in front of his car, yeah. and his dad's just sitting on his shoulder cheering him on. <laughs> sitting up, like just on one shoulder while he's doing it. Just his on thing. his shoulder. Um, <laughs> it's brilliant. Except, here we go. But the emotional crux of the story would come when Lou realises he can't really live up to his father's standards or he just can't live up to... His dad wants so much of him. Which we also get to see where we're like, oh, his dad's standards aren't that high, but Lou can't see that because nice. he's you know, in his father's shadow. But we all know the music that we're playing over that scene would be... It's beautiful. So they get in the big argument. They get in the big argument. Lou runs away. I don't even need you, Dad. I don't need you. I'm just going to say, his dad this goes, feels like a docudrama. It's full documentary, <laughs> mate. Full documentary. Full documentary. A lot of scripting for this documentary. Full documentary. <laughs> and then his dad gets on a plane, flies back to New York, leaving his son oh. alone in LA. However, the night before the big audition, Lou's just pumping iron, pumping iron. He Get goes to a nightclub. On. He goes to a nightclub. Thugs pick on him, and you know what? He beats them up with ease, with the lessons his father taught him. Oh, this is him atoning with his father for like story circle people. That's it. And he realizes, oh, my dad may have been like over the top, but you know what? He taught me everything I know. <laughs> And then he, so he's like, oh no, he doesn't realize his dad's already gone back to New York. So he's just driving around LA. He's like, oh, I need my dad. I've got to fix this. He's driving around LA trying to find his dad. Yeah, he doesn't We've know. He's yelling it. out the We've window. We've all done it. He doesn't know his dad's flown back. So he's like, oh, where is he? He's like, who's going to green me up for my audition? Uh, and then at the audition. But the climax comes with moments before the big audition. Lou's struggling to put the green paint on his back. Oh, he can't reach. He can't reach. His arms are too big. Oh, What's he yeah, going to do? Out, out of nowhere, he, he feels a... It's his dad rubbing that green paint on his back. Oh, that's lovely. 
like he did with the oil and pumping iron, yeah. I presume. It was really surreal because all of the other people auditioning were just auditioning like normal, whereas <laughs> Lou was actually getting fully greened up. Oh, 100%. The, in fact, the casting director didn't even know that Lou wasn't green. <laughs> they were like, we can't not we're hire gonna, him. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> He's this the guy green guy. Green. We've had some issues. <laughs> with needs the, a sweet car. Do you know how much money we're saving with special effects with this guy? <laughs> it's it's going to be perfect. Um, cool. All right, so uh, let's. we're going to move on now. It's time for quote time. Quote time. Every movie is rich with one-liners. Uh, that's the joy and absurdity of Arnold's dialogue. Uh, let's talk about your favorite syllables that Arnold strung together in this movie. Um, so uh, straight off, uh, you guys will have your favorites. Uh, Sam, do you have a favorite quote? See, I think we've, we've already talked about my favorite one, which is, uh, well, no, we kind of, we talked around it. Because what I really liked is that um, when he's doing the, 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 um, that, that the pump is like coming, he says, um, it's like when you're having sex with a woman. And at that moment, I'm like, did he just, he just added that in to try and... Uh, I mean, Arnold's yeah. pretty liberal. Yeah, he's pretty liberal. Seems he's pretty physically liberal. But I just, the fact that he specified that um, so intently, yeah. um, I thought was really grateful. He's like, it's not like the pump of having sex with a man. Yeah. It was it's a completely different, different thing. Yeah. I mean, it's better, but... Yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, my, me now? Go ahead. My favourite quote was, um, it was just a random little scene, was when Arnold's walking through a crowd and someone asks, how much milk do you drink? And he was like, I don't drink milk. And they were like, what do you mean you don't drink milk? Like, none? What are you talking about? I mean, he goes, drink beer. Yeah, yeah he said, milk is for babies. Yeah. I drink beer. And you're like, surely not. You're yes. a bodybuilder, it must be. Yes, my cereal is disgusting. <laughs> You're going to hate it. When you come over to my house, don't order coffee or tea. They're both going to be awful. Um, Mike, what's your quote? My quote is, um, Franco is pretty smart, but Franco is a child. And when it comes to the end of the day of the contest, I am his father. <laughs> <laughs> Getting real Star Wars on this. 77, same year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I noted that quote down. Oh. I'm just how savage. I he was. I was father. <laughs> Fuck me. Franco watched that and was okay with it. I think so. Franco was. They were mates, right? Best they were, man. Yeah, they were. They were. They were yeah, roommates at the time. And, and Franco was in on it. He knew what it was about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he knew. We're heightening it. Although I feel like Arnie would have been like, "I was doing it for a documentary. <laughs> you know, we're heightening. We need drama." And then he's, wait a minute, like, you drama. That's the drama. Word. No. <laughs> Genuinely, that was that was Arnold's personality. He was known for just saying outrageous shit because he found it funny. That was genuinely a sense of humor. He was a weird dude. Uh, he's not Mo- dead, is he? No, no, I'm speaking like he's like he's departed. He's changed. Uh, <laughs> mine, uh, mine was a serious one because I, or a little bit serious because like I've been thinking about this a little bit for myself. Of um, uh, it was the if, if you uh, <clears throat> if you can go through this pain barrier. You make it to be a champion. If you can't go through, forget it. That's what most people lack, is having the guts. And I, was, I really like that. I really like the... Uh, it pumps me up. Like yeah, it pumps me up. Yeah. Is that idea of like pushing through. like Yeah, because uh, I guess... It's I no guess. pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. That's what he said. In I love that quote. I think that's great. Very motivational. I disagree. I reckon you can gain heaps from not being in pain. No. Oh, okay, sorry. Yep, prove me wrong. You are. Well done. That was a good debate, though. I really liked the, the back and forth in there. That was like a good like YouTube comments debate. <laughs> Quite good, yes and. 
Um, right, so uh, we have our final thoughts, um, where we ask you guys, um, did the movie hold up? Do you? I think we've covered it pretty well, but do you, how do you think that it feels today, having seen it in 2017? I think there were some amazing datedness moments um, that, uh, that we've mentioned, and I also think that the lessons of it still hold up. I, I think, think it's one of the greatest movies of all time. I, I stand by that. I think it's a great documentary. It's thoroughly entertaining. You learn so much. What, better than Hot Rod? Maybe not as good as Hot Rod, but it's such a good movie. I would like, if you have no interest in bodybuilding, it's watch it. It's great. I love it. I genuinely think it's fascinating. It is really interesting. It kind of opened my eyes up to a world that I didn't know much about. And I, and admittedly, I had like previous um, preconceptions about bodybuilding that were not positive. Mm. And it made me think, oh, wow, these are, these are, it's a, it is a legitimate sport. Well, it's just the whole thing. Of, it's like, it's jocks. It's nerds versus jocks. And mm. as, a, as a strong nerd, as a weak nerd. <laughs> but I, I genuinely think all bodybuilders are nerds. Yes. Think so? I think so. They've nerded up and, yeah. and become and yeah. come well, back. Because I think that it's like when you're a nerd and you dive into something, you want to know everything about it. You want it's to true. Like really, and yeah. I think that that's what it is, but just for their own bodies. And it's, it's not a very extroverted participant. No. Like, uh, it's a solo sport. It's you know it's you and your friends like it's much closer to playing D and D than playing lacrosse. Yes, yeah. but I like did you yeah. like, did you get douchebag jocks who are like cross people? Yeah, yeah. But there's the <laughs> weightlifters and bodybuilders that they're, they're, they're geeks. Yeah, yeah. they they want to look like the whole. Saying that though, I think this movie is quite a good insight into what most sport is like. Like the whole the on, dedication, on, and the... like the mind games on and off the field. Mm. That's what all competitive sports like. Mm. I love it. If I'm running a race, I'm just looking around. People are going, oh, "Who can I fuck up?" You're looking <laughs> slow. <laughs> My wife goes out for a run, and I'm just like, "You, are you running in those? You genuine just <laughs> okay? No, 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 no. I, I just look at them and go, what, uh, "Sorry, I thought you were a snail." <laughs> um, the, uh, the listeners did not notice but before Dan just said that he looked me up and down and said you're looking slow and it really broke me even though I'm sitting down I He's really felt you. You, uh, you've destroyed me today Daniel Stevens. well done I hope that makes you happy my, I stand by my statements <laughs> alright our final segment for the evening is uh, ain't got time to read ain't got time to read uh, so movies, obviously, uh, they have wonderful taglines. Every good movie has a beautiful tagline that succinctly sums up what that movie is. You couldn't do it. You wouldn't even try and have a movie without a tagline. However, this docudrama does not have a tagline. It actually doesn't. Does so it not? It doesn't. So what we do need is we need you guys to help us come up with what you think the new tagline for this movie should be. Uh, Mike, do you want to go first? Yeah, so for me... Uh... I felt like the mystery of who stole Katz's shirt. <laughs> Parenthesis, it was Ken. Ken yeah, yeah, yeah. A long tagline. Oh, <laughs> it's a long one. Yeah. I love my cats. I love, I love my so cats. Shout out to Mr. Whiskey. Go on, Steve, what's yours? Uh, mine is uh, yeah, Pumping Iron. Bullying works out. <laughs> That's good. It's oh, a double yeah, entendre. Yeah. Oh, oh, there's would, two meanings there. I would go pumping iron better than coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bold claim. I would do. Oh, I've got to. I don't think. I'm trying to incorporate all the great things I've learned today, mm. 
and um, in watching it, I would do pumping iron. Bodybuilding is for nerds. Oh, I like oh, that. That's cute. Because it kind of makes you think about it. I think that was that was good. It's not funny. But it's it's funny. Yeah, but <laughs> like it, it doesn't have to be funny. Uh, but it also works now, like as a really good because like not, now it's it's okay to be nerdy. It's good to be yeah. nerdy. So it is at the time. I feel like in a pre Revenge of the Nerds uh, world, possibly different. Maybe pumping iron. Arnie's a dick. Yeah. Do you think it is good to be a nerd in the moment? Oh yeah, Always it's still good. in fashion. It's on its way out, but it's, it's still in definitely fashion. on its who's way come, out. Who's, who's the new group? Jocks are back in fashion. Oh, I think Jocks are just the new nerds. Have they not had enough? No, like thousands five of years. years ago, Seth Rogen was the biggest movie star in the world. Who's it now? The Rock. Like we've got Donald mm. Trump, the anti-nerd prime mm. minister, president of the United States. Like, I think mm. being manliness and nerdy, nerdiness is out of the way. No one's watching Big Bang. That's <laughs> very bad. That is horrific. <laughs> yeah, it's all about uh, young Sheldon. That's yeah, right. right. All right, so that has been uh, Pumping Iron. Boy, did we take a bunch of tangents. If it sounds like it jumps around, that's the edited version. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what it's like. Uh, I can't believe in the edit you mixed up all the bits. We had a, such a strange like, uh, conversation. Perfectly chronological. You, everything made sense. You must have cut Will out all the stuff. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in what is exciting thank you for watching for me this is easily the longest record that we've had uh, so thank you so much to uh, Sam Smith for being with us thank you very much and thank you for staying up at 3.30 in the morning to, to let us get all this down and we started at 6 yeah Just thank you so much for being here and thank you Daniel Stevens you're welcome yeah, thanks for bringing all of your muscle knowledge <laughs> yeah that was real great specifics if you want more sports knowledge sports appreciation club on YouTube Oh, That's my favourite thing on the internet. Stephen's mother, Mike's mother, check it out. Cool. <laughs> Stephen's mum, Mike's mum, at RealBigSmith on Twitter. There we go. R E E L, like the band, Ooh. Real Big Fish. Yeah, they did the song from uh, Big Bang Theory. <laughs> no, they didn't. That was the Bare Naked Ladies. No, I thought that was Malcolm in the Middle. That's, they might be giants. Coming up next. <laughs> That was Pumping Iron with our wonderful guests, Sam Smith and Daniel Stevens, flexing our mouth muscles. And Arnie won! I did! There was never any doubt. You did great, Arnie. This is literally what I am best at. Yes, very impressive, Arnold. But our next episode is a very weird sidestep, uh, in a delightful but pretty weird manner, with the 1979 Wild West spoof, The Villain. Also known in some territories as Cactus Jack. This one's gonna be a doozy. Yeah, I played the handsome guy. Till next time, I'm Mike Kevin. I'm Stephen Lyons, and this has been I'll Be Back Catalog. Oh man, did you see it? I was so strong, I could lift everything. Except that car, I let Franco lift the car because, you know, I'm his dad. I can't lift everything for him. Alright, I'm bumping. I'm bumping. Everybody wants to be here.